Welcome to a new episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art. I'm your host, Rob Lee, and today's guest is Jazz Ehrenberg. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I'm, and, and thank you for coming on. Um, I appreciate it. And I am, um, looking forward to talking with you. Um, I started following, uh, BOPA and I saw, I was like, ooh, artists, let's, let's check out what's going on. Let's get a heartbeat of the city. So, um, I wanted to like reach out to you and I'm glad that you like responded because you'd be surprised. A lot of people just like, nah, I'm good or nah. And then suddenly, Hey, I had this thing coming up. Can I be on your podcast? It's like, of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I was definitely a little low-key nervous. Some uh, some imposter syndrome set in, <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited I followed through. So, well, that's good. Um, so I like to give the uh, the artists, uh, the creator, the brands, all, all the people that come on an opportunity to describe their work. I think I can't really do it justice in describing what someone does, but I think it's better hearing it from the artist. So, describe your work. Uh, well, I, I call myself a community artist. Um, I think not all the work I do is community based, but it's, you know, kind of for the goal of creating community. So even my standalone paintings, um, kind of speak about creating community, um, and a more empathetic mindset. So that's kind of the umbrella that I work under. Um, I tend to focus on ideas that we all kind of have in common. Um, home is one of those True. that's hit especially hard <laughs> these days with us, you know, being all stuck at home. Um, but I think um, since quarantine started, my goal, well, the goal of my work kind of evolved to showcasing black resilience and black joy. That's, that's, um, that's purposeful. That's impactful, especially like, like right now. Um, you kind of already answered one of the questions there. So I'm glad about that. You're, you're thinking ahead. I, you know, points for you. Um, is that I think it would be, I would be remiss not to mention that. Yeah, we are in the middle of a pandemic. We have all of these other things that are happening. Um, the, the race things that never really stop actually. It just that it's more at the forefront and you even see with media and, and people's art that they're being more like, look usually i would say nah but nah we're going to be very specific about what's happening black people are experiencing this and i think too often and, and i want to get your take on it maybe um i think too often here with some of the creators that i i speak with and they kind of focus on this pain side this kind of yeah man it's hard being black and it's like, it's hard being anyone, but definitely we have a specific version of how hard it is. But I think having that shift and that focus on resilience, like we get through this, you know, we're going to be all right. And that, you know, just joy. Like I had a picture that I posted of myself and people were like, why don't you smile? It's like, it's carry over from the nineties. Black guys don't smile. <laughs> and I'm smiling at it. And I was like, all right, now I kind of get this black boy joy thing. So what what are your thoughts on when, you know, it's this kind of, maybe I'm wrong, but this kind of focus on the, 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 the pain and the struggle more than the joy and the resiliency. Um, so I think <clears throat> being an art educator kind of plays into this for me, um, teaching about art history, sure. um, in a majority black city, I teach at an all girls school. So 
you know, there's a lot that we kind of get to dig into together that we wouldn't necessarily in a different environment. Um, and so I focus a lot on the art that came out of the civil rights movement. Okay. Um, and the art that speaks to me the most and has the most like kind of timeless quality that comes out of movements like this are um, the pieces that focus on joy, the pieces that bring light to the darkness, the pieces that focus on um, resilience and just in spite of it all, you know, like none of this is new for us. Uh, <laughs> we've been doing it, our grandparents have been doing it, like none of it's new, but we're still here and uh, we definitely more than matter. So absolutely, my goal, yeah. So which mediums do you work in and in, in that, I guess, a, a question A or sub question to that, which ones do you find to be the most challenging and which ones are, you know what, I, I, this is, this is where I'm at right now. I enjoy this. This is good. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting question for me because, um, I feel like I, well, I'm a muralist, but I don't necessarily like painting. <laughs> painting. <laughs> Something that like is really kind of pushed down your throat when you go to art school. Um, so it was, and it wasn't really like something I considered myself good at. Um, but when it was reframed to me as creating a mural, it, it just like kind of changed how that as a concept fit in my brain. Yeah. Um, I was a sculpture major. So a lot of woodworking, a lot of creating space uh, and place um, and murals do that um, through paint. <laughs> so I kind of like fell into painting through this notion of like creating and transforming spaces. Yeah. So that, I, sorry. Yeah. No, no. Worries. <laughs> uh, so I guess I feel like painting is still kind of one of those mediums that I'm not, um, a hundred percent on board with if it's not a mural and it's weird it's just that's just how it fits in my brain um yeah but i think i think the goal of most of my work is kind of to transform a mindset to transform a space so sculptural work uh woodworking has always been close to my heart i have i haven't done nearly enough of it in the past couple of years but it's always uh the like tangible nature of it. Okay. Yeah. It was always inspiring to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, that's, that's, I think like when someone is like, when he reframes something, like I've talked to different guests on here and they're like, Oh, is this just an art podcast? I'm not really an artist. And I was like, well, how do you define that? And we, we start talking about it and then they're like, damn it, I'm an artist. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was like, you're welcome. You know, awakening. Yeah. I think sometimes like something that you may naturally be good at, like I've always kind of shifted between um, just different arts. Like one of the first projects I was involved with, I was super young. It was a mural and it was in little Italy. And you know, I got in trouble because I got paint all over my glasses and my parents were like, you know, these glasses are expensive, right? And I was like, ah, I'm in trouble. And then I kind of transitioned into doing my own comics and doing my own writing and, and things like that. And it's always been moving, but still having this, this kind of like linchpin, I guess, of what matters to me and 
just being able to go from different discipline to discipline and seeing what fits, seeing what fits, what works for me, I guess. And, but having someone shift it in your head or kind of maybe re- help you reframe it is, mm-hmm. is key. Uh, let's see. Yeah, definitely. So maybe expound upon, um, you, you touched on where some of your inspiration comes from. Could you expound upon that a little bit? Um, yeah, I think uh, one of the reasons that I've decided to stay in Baltimore is because um, I've never, I've never, Baltimore and I have <laughs> a special relationship. Baltimore taught me um, a little bit about um, my own blackness in a way that uh, wasn't available to me growing up. Um, so I think just Baltimore as a city, um, and especially today, like you can taste the movement in the air when you go outside and it is a beautiful thing. So I think just Baltimore as a city, uh, being majority black, I've never lived anywhere like this. I, and I, I can feel it when I leave the city. (laughs) Um, so I think generally just the city, um, how, uh, intense it is, how, much the residents fight for you know what we believe in um all of that is kind of really a true a true bright spot of inspiration for me so where are you originally from um that's a loaded question (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i was born in washington state moved every like two three years made my way to the East Coast, then I moved to Israel for about 10 years, and then in my adult life, Baltimore was the first place I chose for myself as a home. So it's also kind of that special relationship actually deciding to settle down somewhere. That's that's great. Like like hearing that people choose Baltimore because oftentimes it's just like, you know, I, I was on a podcast, I want to say maybe three, four weeks ago, and the it was it was a guest slot and the guy um, that was the host he was just like yo so it's Baltimore Warzone I was like nah he's like nah. you he's like you don't have face tattoos I was like this is getting playfully problematic but continue <laughs> and um and he was from from L A and we were kind of talking about it. he's he's a Mexican dude and we were talking about it a little bit and I you know told him about the time that I went over there for the first time and I was with one of my uh, one of my friends. And he was freaking out. He's like, man, there's all types of gang activity. We're going to, we're not going to make it back. And so I shared that with him. And he was just like, we should come to each other's town and show each other around. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And it's just great when you're able to have a conversation and kind of represent something. And it's like, you don't seem like you're from there. Or when people choose to come to a place that has had this maligned reputation and, you know, like going to an HBCU. Like I, I went to Morgan and, you know, it was a fair amount of uh, people who were kind of local, but not really. And you would always get the wire comments and all of that stuff. And being of the age that I am now, it's like, I was taught by one of the writers on the wire and this was happening here. It's not that crazy. Like, can you, can you pump those brakes? <laughs> so yes, someone that someone is, you know, that you chose to um, relocate here. And and make it your your place. Um, so, and and this, I hope this ain't a loaded question. Um, <laughs> what is how important is is art into like in today's climate? And um, from from which angle you want to take it at? From 
you know, obviously the angle that we, we, we both, well, we all, we both share a lot of these different angles, but obviously from the, the race in this country angle, from the, uh, from the environmental angle, from any of the angles that, you know, however you want to, you know, frame it, but what is the importance and the role of art in today's climate? I think um, you touched on it a little bit when we talked about reframing. I think art has this really powerful quality of reframing um, arguments or or statements about the time that we live in. Um, As I said before, you know, I I make it a goal to have uh, every one of my projects or pieces kind of fall under um, this umbrella of like empathy now. so I think I've done a couple projects uh, throughout the throughout quarantine and, and the pandemic that kind of touch on um, it being a pandemic and, you know, the race side of it. Um, so for at the beginning of quarantine, I uh, self-published these two coloring books called Views from Home. Uh, and they were, I asked people to send me pictures of their favorite views from within quarantine. So it's all like through people's windows. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, was just kind of a very quick way for me to feel like I had some community around me. Um, I got enough submissions for those to do uh, two editions of that coloring book. So one is Baltimore specific and one is an international edition. So that was really cool to see. Um, But I think, so to answer your question a little more specifically, I think um, anything that builds community and or builds more empathy um, at a time like this is important. And I think art is a really powerful way to do that. Great. That's that's a good message there. (laughs) Um, So so being here, um, there are certain areas that, you know, get more attention and have a certain aura attached to them. Uh, some people will say, uh, like Penn North or in that area, like it's a lot of, well, there's black art throughout the city. Right. And, yeah. you know, some people look at that. That is a beacon. That's, that's a point right there. I get energized by the ancestors. I've had a person say that on the pod. And <laughs> one, one of my favorite places that I draw inspiration from, um, like locally is like that station North area, which sometimes feels a little like, eh, but, really I feel like that, that energy when I'm down there, it's like, all right, I see it's a melting pot for me. Like I see all of these different people and then there's the train right there. And it's just different people who are coming in, different people are leaving and you have the shows and all of this different stuff. Mm-hmm. Where maybe one locally and one more broadly, since you've traveled, uh, that you've drawn inspiration from like location wise. And it's just like, maybe, mm-hmm an experience that was there. It's like, yeah, I saw this, this great toad or something or this frog. And it's like, I need to draw about or paint this frog. Mm. I'm asking the hard hitting questions. It's fine. This was, I know it's, it's, it was just one of those questions that I like, didn't really have an answer to. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, can I say that? I don't really have an answer. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think it's, it's it's a thing where like you know you can maybe able to get you can go the real Broadway like I get it from everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, well, I guess I will say um, uh, the water has always been like a very calming and present factor in my life. Um, just being on uh, being in a in a port city that's like on yep. the water. 
when I lived in Israel, it was always on the coast. Um, so just, I, I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons why I chose to live in Baltimore in the first place is it being close to the water, even though our water is disgusting, but. <laughs> Mr. Trashwell is doing a good job. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Um, I, I share that too. Um, like some of my favorite places, I, I joke about them. I call them portals, but I was like, <laughs> it's a portal to weird. Um, like Baltimore, um, I was like, like Long Beach and, um, New Orleans, like those are my favorite places. And I get some degree of like inspiration to go a little like more outside of Baltimore and especially New Orleans, just because it's so many different things coming in to make like one solid cohesive thing, but it's a bunch of different things. It's, Mm -hmm. I used to use this example around um, some of my, uh, my white counterparts in corporate America back in the day. It's like, yeah, it's like a gumbo. And it's like, yeah, that's gumbo Rob right there. I was like, nah. Can we cut that? You know? <laughs> so, so with, um, with some of the, the things that you've done, like the color book really is, is cause I, I remember this, um, what is it like coloring? It's like coloring therapy, maybe. And they have those. Yeah. Like color me Zen, like color yeah. book. Yeah. I do that shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. So what what is what are some of your your goals in like moving forward in the next like because i understand like things are a little because of pandemic because of the end times or whatever but what are your some of your 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 goals um creatively and maybe academically since you're you're a teacher as well um that you want to like get over like in the next few years or so um well, in the next few years, I guess we're dreaming big. Um, okay. <laughs> there's this uh, kind of citywide um, mural project that is about um, like connecting neighborhoods um, and communities in that way that um, a fellow creative and I are trying to get funding for. So that's all you get about that. Um, (laughs) but the, uh, basically like the inspiration for that was, um, one of the things that is so, uh, like blatant about Baltimore is the distance between communities. Mm -hmm. And that was something that like, it's been like out there and bold for me to see in, in every community. And I have, you know, I have have a mural on Cherry Hill, Highland Town, um, I'm about to do uh, Station North, so they're they're all really different communities, um, and you know that's always been something that's like been so blatantly out there for me, and so it's kind of been a goal to to connect those. Um, so in projects moving forward, um, the goal is to do that on a much larger kind of scale. Um, but currently, like, let's say in the next two months, um, I have a couple projects going on. Uh, I'm about to paint a Black Lives Inspire mural on West North Ave. I'm really excited about that one. Um, <clears throat> I raised, I did some fundraising for it. Um, I made protest, like hand painted protest signs, uh, and I got donation, you know, on a donation based kind of funding, um, yeah. So we raised some money for material materials for that. So I just got a wall this morning, actually. So I'm very excited. Um, Congrats and, on that. Yeah, thank you. 
Uh, and then Impact Hub Baltimore is actually having a gallery. Oh my gosh, let me get the right words. Um, mm-hmm. A window gallery opening in early September uh, that they asked me to be part of. So that's that's going to be exciting too. All right, all right there, Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, um, my some of my paintings from the first body of work I did in quarantine are being featured on that LED artboard um, yeah. outside this week so yeah it's been a it's been a busy week for me so far it's only tuesday <laughs> yeah i mean i i even feel more impressed in my booking abilities to get you on this podcast <laughs> with all of this yeah you picked a nice week <laughs> so many things popping right now i mean it's like oh little people go full hollywood on me like ah no time for this enjoy your little podcast there uh so yeah, as we as we get ready to wrap up because i don't want to talk your head off and keep you on here too long because you had a busy life and all of that stuff um so Let's see. I want to ask you some Baltimore questions. It's, it's more of the authenticity check. That's what we like to do on here. We yeah, uh, give people the corny Baltimore questions. <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's a way to determine, like, all right, cool. Because if it's, like, too many, now I have an answer to that. It's like, hmm. All right. <laughs> right. All right. So let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, first one. Because I already asked you one of these. So first one. Uh Best crab cake. Mm, okay. So I'm probably going to get shade for this. <laughs> Starting off strong. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place in Bells. It's called The Point. Um, and they do smoked crab cakes. Hmm. I've, they are something very different. Now, they're a little fringe and they are different. But I made it a mission of mine for the first two years that I lived here to eat crab cakes no matter where I went. Yeah. And I did my research. Okay. <laughs> and this smoked one by far is the best. Funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so do- during uh this period, like I-, I I believe to pick up new skills. That's the thing that I wanted to do. Some people are just home, just putting on a quarantine fifteen. I've been fasting, I've been working out, and I've been picking up new skills. And one new skill I picked up is smoking. Not weed or or cigarettes, but smoking meats. So I've been smoking crab cakes. Oh yes! So you know what it's about. <laughs> yes, and um, <laughs> mine's are more pretentious with my quasi Blasian aesthetic, where they're kind of Japanese inspired. It's like, oh, some furikake, and I'm gonna put a little bit of this in there. And people come by and they're like, "All right, man, this is good. This is this is non canonical, but this is fine." <laughs> but I get it. The smoke crab cakes now. Right. Now I'm gonna have to try it. So points. Yeah. Yes. Sexy. Um, second question. Um, best snowball flavor. Mm, I mean, egg custard. There's not. I didn't know what it was when I moved here. Uh-huh. I try it. Everybody was like, "You have to try it. You can't be here and not try it." And then there's just no going back. Okay. Yeah, so, so far, you're two for two. Um, <laughs> you know, part of it is a little self-aggrandizing on my part, but you know, it's you're two for two. And let's see. Uh, the last question before you get off of this hot seat. Um. Let's see. Uh, hmm. Uts or lays? Um, I mean, I don't have to think about it that hard. It's definitely uts. Um, but <laughs> wow, uts has kind of always been this funny thing. So I'm a, I'm an Afro Latina Jew, um, which is a totally different story. But in I'll that-, that story too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um in that um 
Utz is is kind of a Hebrew sound oh. that you like put at the end of words, like to make them kind of cute. Um, so, <laughs> so when whenever we saw those trucks, because you know they used to have the shipping containers that said uh, Utz on the side. Yeah. We would always say, ooh, it's, ooh, it's because that's how you say it in Hebrew. So it's like, it's kind of just this funny nostalgic thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Bringing out nostalgia and getting to the truth in this art. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much that. Do you you have any final things you want to get over? Shameless plug opportunity? Um, anything that you want to put out there, your social media? You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, follow me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at jazz underscore Ehrenberg. Uh, it's just my name. My website is also my name. So as long as you remember that, you'll be able to find me. This has been fantastic. And uh, I've had a lot I, of fun. And I'm Rob Lee for Jazz Ehrenberg saying there's art all around Baltimore. <laughs>